Vikings versus Lions GMG pregame show. And with me, threatening to strangle me. (laughs) Come on, Dave. Is the wonderful, the fantastic, the bass ripper. Rooster. No, look, I just played that bass line not 20 minutes ago. (laughs) What are you doing, Spiro Agnew? Oh, I sat there and I was uh, going to check how far we were into the show because I was thinking we were around the 30-minute mark. Ryan, which we were. And realized we weren't recording. Too many of those shroom stouts again. I wish. Hey, that's legal in Oregon now. He is kind of legal. We have a mark. Shrooms and uh, (laughs) uh, small amounts of cocaine. uh, well, cocaine, heroin, and meth. I don't want to. I don't want to be the one to tell you to lead your everyday life. But Dave Stefano, I don't want you messing with any magical mushrooms. <laughs> at this you know what? We're already two and five. We don't need you on shrooms. <laughs> hey, we're going to win them all. Um, take two. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, beautiful set, guys. You sound perfect. Good lead. Drums kicked in. Everything. Can you just do it all over again? Thank you. Just like you did it the last time. And also with us is the drone master from the frozen north of Fargo, Rhino, the king of the jungle. How you doing, Rhino? What's up, boys? That's a good intro. Doing good. We we got a win last week against that god-awful team from Wisconsin that we all hate, so... Life's we didn't have to hide behind the chainsaws? Hide behind the no, we didn't, have to, we didn't have to head for the cemetery either. <laughs> oh. Never gonna end. I love it. Yeah. No, that... We just get in the running car. <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all butthurt up there because they lost the Vikings. They're making excuses about it. Oh, they are. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been fun listening to Score North and some of the other radios and podcasts that, oh, <laughs> They're upset, but I think it's wonderful. It just warms my yeah. heart. Shit, I'll take beating them any day the, of the week. The, the, this is me shedding a tear for all all those uh, poor Back. disenfranchised fans from Wisconsin that are, mm-hmm. you know, yep. crying in their bratwurst from last weekend. The Vikings attempted to go semi-meltdown there at the end, but they didn't catch it in completely. They tried to yep. lose it, but... DJ won him with his... Well, First game-ending strip sack. He didn't see what I I thought was he didn't know. We were all sitting there dreading that last 57 seconds, knowing that, oh, no, we're going to lose it. Because we all knew Rodgers was going to drive the field. He's going to drive the field. They're going to score, kick the extra point win because they got the two-point conversion before, and that's it. That's the way the Vikings work. Well, the rookie didn't get the memo. And so when... Rogers dropped back on that last one. He was chasing him, and 
Rodgers didn't see him. And, you know, and, in, and, that and was in the process created the greatest Packer meme picture <laughs> since Anthony Barr took out Rodgers four years ago. Yeah. 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 Aaron Rodgers complained about the officiating. That's rich, isn't yeah. it? I mean, come on, dude. Nobody's yeah, gotten dude. more fucking. Nobody's oh, yeah. gotten more calls than you the last he had, ten years. He had it. There was one of his press con- or in his interviews, press conferences, whatever it was in the last couple of days. He made some comment about that pass interference penalty that got picked up, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah." I'm like, "Shut the hell up, dude! You've gotten more calls go your way in your career than anybody in NFL history. So just go practice chugging a beer and shut up." It's well said, Rhino. So, but it was it was a good game and. The things that were done on the defensive side when, you know, corners were dropping out like crazy. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I literally thought it was one of the best. There's two best games that I think of when I think of Zimmer coaching defense. Defense, not head coaching, but defense. One was when he took out New Orleans in the playoffs last year and he started the NASCAR package where he moved the defensive ends and he changed shit up. And he screwed with Peyton and uh, Drew Brees. That was brilliant. And the second one was last Sunday when he was taking bubble gum and tape and sticking on players to get them to get stops because the defense actually got better in the second half. And when he was having to think off the fly because he didn't have anybody, you know, and they were down right. to Harris playing nickel and Adam Thielen volunteering to play corner. I think I think Zimmer coached really tentatively that week one opener against that team from Wisconsin. I think he was keeping the corners 15 yards off so they don't get beat. I think he was scared in that game. Yeah, and it's they, very possible. I think I think he threw caution to the wind and said, you know, one in five, f- it. Let's just do that. Let's try this. Um, it, at least it seemed like that to me. It seemed like a, the week one was really tentative and, and it didn't look like the same team. No, um, right. not but, at all. You know, for, for once, though, we actually made adjustments at halftime because, I mean, that mm-hmm. first half, what, what other than that, you know, 30 or thirty seconds or whatever where the Green Bay ran the clock out, there were four drives in the, in the first half. Right. Now, granted, you know, Green Bay's were 13 plays and 16 plays, so – our defense didn't do squat the first half. Except when they slowed them and they ate the clock. Yeah, yeah, it was it was slowed down. But then the second, you know, when they went in at halftime, I mean, you know, and everybody knows on here, I mean, I rag on Z- about Zimmer as much as anybody. But I will give him credit really? for what he did. <laughs> I'm not going quite to your side of the – You know, you know what your side, of- Dave, where I'm going to start making excuses for the guy. But he, he, he coached a good but game Dave, that second half. Dave has a huge man crush. You know where I thought it helped us a little bit was – I thought the team from Wisconsin kind of abandoned the running game too soon. And I was happy with that. I mean, they kind of just yeah. said, screw it in the third quarter. I didn't expect them to get away from the run as much as they did. It's not like they were terrible at it. But the fact that they were they were putting themselves in a lot of second and tens with incomplete passes, mm-hmm. I thought they kind mm-hmm. of coached that wrong. I would have I would have kept running the ball a little bit more, you know, if I would if I was I was glad they didn't, but uh I thought they abandoned the run a little bit too soon, and that fell kind of into our, our you know, to advantage to the Vikings, I thought. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Yeah, with the wind being what it was, it right. made the passing game difficult. Yeah. 
I don't know if we would have won if the weather was good, but <clears throat> I'll take those 30 yeah, gusts I... to 50 any day of the week. If, 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 if that generates victories. And, and as long as Dalvin can run like he did on, I mean. Yeah, and it was beautiful. You know, oh. was, was he the, the third Viking in, in, in team history to get four touchdowns in a game? Correct. And it hadn't been done since Ahmad Rashad and uh, Chuck Foreman. Mm-hmm. God, back I was like when, 12. Back when we were kids. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it was sweet. Now, part of the thing of why he ran so well is our offensive line played the best they have in eight years. They gave up zero yeah. pressures, zero sacks, and they were blowing people off the ball. I think Ezra Cleveland had like five pancakes credited to him. I You're remember s- Cousins getting sacked. I don't know where you come up with zero sacks. No, he had zero sacks. No, he had a blitz off the left there, side. There, there, was a, there was a free rusher because O'Neal. Right. Okay. That may, well, it, it wasn't PFF a, the sack credited, wasn't credited against the offensive, uh, offensive line. line. So. But, but still, uh, he still got sacked regardless. But on those that. long runs, like uh, I think it was the screen pass where uh, Dalvin ran for the touchdown, you saw a block from Irv Smith first, then you mm. saw a block from um, Bradbury. Brad- Bradbury made that play. Bradbury a, was yeah. the king of that play. He, he got out in the play. Awesome game all day. And then the third block was from Ezra Cleveland, and it was 20 or 30 yards downfield. And it's just like, oh, yeah, baby. More of this. If you notice the replay on that, if you look at it from the end zone shot of of Bradbury, after he snapped it, when he went out to block, he made sure he took the correct angle. He didn't, because the way he was going, he wasn't going to get the angle on the guy. He wasn't going to shear him Mm -hmm. off. But he made, he got his feet set to get the proper blocking angle to do what he did. Absolutely fantastic tech. Fantastic job by him. Where has that been? I don't know. Well, honestly, I mean, the <laughs> run blocking, it was hasn't, the yeah, run blocking it was hasn't really been an issue with, with our line so much this year. It's been the pass blocking. For and the most you, part, yes. When you basically pull the reins in on Cousins and only have him throw 14 times, there's a lot less opportunities for, you know, free rushers to come through, you know, the two Smith boys or whoever, right? you know, to get the pressures and stuff. But, I mean – but the run blocking even looked better. They were exploding yeah. out of their stances and driving and people back. They haven't been doing that this season. They no, did it last from, Sunday. You know, from the Atlanta game until this week, you know, I, I saw a lot of improvement in Cleveland. I watched him, you know, specifically watched him a few plays. And like you said, he had like five or six pancake blocks and, you know, always seemed to be on a guy, you know, and moving him out of the way, you know. And, so, I mean – and if pancake, he continues that kind of improvement, we're in good, you know. He's going to be very it, good. Know. And pancake yeah. blocks, I haven't seen a big number since Jimmy Kleinsaucer used to do it. And it, yeah. it's one of those things that I just that love. Is, that was certainly, I think, the type of offense the Vikings' identity wanted to be all along. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. For the last two seasons. I think that's exactly how they want to go into a game. That's They want to... They want to not only open up holes, they want to take the will out of the defensive linemen, and they just completely walked over them, which which you don't see. I mean, part of the problem with the Vikings has been their toughness and grit up front in the trenches. We what all a know that. difference, right. night and day difference it was Look from at, week one. 
Look at yeah. look at that game to the Niner game last the playoff game how we got pushed around we were mm-hmm. doing the ones doing the pushing around uh, the mm-hmm. problem with the Vikings is they have that plan and that identity when it works you win twenty eight to twenty two regardless of the team you're playing but when it doesn't work you ha- you don't have a plan B and you're well you do right. have a plan then, B then but then it's really goes out and throws two interceptions <laughs> and we lose the game forty two to twenty you 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 put together that run blocking offensive line. With that running back and a dynamic run and a dynamic quarterback, then mm-hmm. then, 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 then we have a top this is, the, this is a dangerous offense. Then yes, mm-hmm. then we have a team offense. that can then compete. You have a football team. Yep. Yeah. Then you do have a team that can put up forty points whenever it wants to, mm-hmm. even even if we don't choose to. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty obvious. Detroit is gonna. Detroit watched that tape all week. They've seen it on NFL Network, ESPN. Dalvin Cook's been all over the place. Yeah, it's player been of the game, player of the this, player of this. NFC. Every highlight reel in the NFL has been Dalvin Cook this week for the performance he put on and the way the way he ran the football. All the Detroit coaches are looking at that, going, "That is fucking not going to be us. We're not going to be on the other side of that. I don't care if we have to put eleven in there." He's not going to beat us. How are I, they? You got the numbers for this week. How are they against the rush? Lions defense is 23rd in rush defense. They give up 130 yards a game, which is on the lower end of the NFL. So the the numbers are saying that the run game should still be able to shred. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how much they're going to, they're going to, you know, put up front, put in the box and try to stop Dalvin. I mean, Thielen and Jefferson got to be going. This is our game to get get us some long passes, oh, right? Oh yes. You think if they want to crowd the box, the you, way you're going to make them pay. All right. If they crowd the box, will they unleash Kirk Cousins? And how has Kirk Cousins done against Detroit? He's kicked Detroit's ass. He's four and zero. He's four and zero against Detroit. He's never lost to them, and his numbers are this over four game span since he's joined the Vikings. He's eighty seven. For 114, I wish I knew math so I could give you a percentage <laughs> of what that is, but it's 87 for 114, 997 yards, nine touchdowns, one interception in his four games against Detroit that he's never lost to. If there's any team Kirk Cousins kicks the nuts off of, it's the Lions. And that two of those are road games. Let's not forget. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you're down. telling me, fantasy-wise, I should have Kirk Cousins this weekend. A little game of skull knowledge for people out there. Throwing out some numbers. We're on a five-game win streak against Detroit. So wow. let's see if we can keep that going. Uh, like I said, Cousins is Cousins doesn't seem to ever have a problem with the Lions. So maybe they do stop Cook, and they want to. They want to. Should be a good test to see if Cousins can. You know, he should take. You, you see, a player would take that into consideration. You know, take that as a chip on their shoulder. If they're if a defense yeah. is saying we want you to beat us, that would piss me off and say, "All right, I'll beat you, silly." Yeah, no, I mean, you know, if it's somebody like, you know, some Brett low Farr. dollar Gardner Minshew or wannabe or something like that, you know, with with an offense or a defense coming out and say, "Okay, we want the quarterback to have to beat us." That's a little more understandable, but when you got the eighty-four million dollar man going out there, and and they're Detroit saying, "Come on, Kirk, come on," you know, well, you're right. That he he should take that as a personal insult and go out and whip the ever-loving snot out of him. The best part of his game is play action. We all know that. 
Oh, and the play right. action is going to be there. It's going to be there, especially early before they decide whether they can shut Cook down or not. Mm-hmm. And remember in Pontiac or wherever they play now, I don't know where they play anymore. Ford Field. He had that beautiful, he had that beautiful play action pass to Thielen for the touchdown when Thielen screwed up mm-hmm. his hamstring. But remember right. that play? Yeah. Yeah. play yeah. Yeah. Rollout mm-hmm. pass. Uh, we all know Kirk does that well. That's going to, after what Cook did last week, guys, the play action is going to be there in the first quarter, in the first half. It's yeah. going to be. Because they're going to be keying on Cook. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And they got to make a pay. And you got the wide receivers to do it. So you know what? Do it. Don't fail. Do it. Yep. Yep. You got Adam Thielen. You got Justin Jefferson. You got Irv Smith. Irv Smith is becoming the best tight end on the team. Irv Smith is a hell of a blocker. I mean, that, you know, his we're not blocking getting involved is in better the... than Rudolph's, right? At this point oh. already. And Rudolph he can never catch was the a ball. Great blocker, but. You yeah, know, but his blocking got you know, better in the last few years. Right. But you know, and and yeah, you know, Irv isn't as involved in the passing game as we would like him to be. I mean, he's there; he's starting to get more in there. But uh, honestly, I I consider Irv te one on this team right now. You know who's more involved in the passing game than probably we like? Dave. Wide receiver three. Chad. Fabergé Egg, oh. Ted Glover's favorite wide receiver, Chad Beebe. Hey, we actually threw it to him short of the sticks on third down last week, and he got a first, first down. down. And as first our, time in his in the history of his life, he got a first down with the third <coughs> short of the sticks. And, and his fellow Gallo Horner, Flip Mozzie, pointed out uh, another angel lost its wings. Lost its wings. Mm-hmm. So, but. It's been pointed out that he does get open. He does know how to run, especially that underneath crossing route, and get space. It's just that if you're going to run that, let it please be at least, you know, to the sticks. If not, yeah. a little bit beyond. Add, an, add another three yards to your route and you're past the, you're past the first down line, then, then you're good. Here, here's going to be the, the problem with Detroit. We haven't got to the defensive side of the ball yet, which we will. Offensively, if they Vikings have historically, when Cook gets taken out of the game, have had one of those games where they have 40 yards in the first half. They've had nine three and outs. They can't generate anything. It's all sloppy. Everybody looks like they're running in glue. Nothing's going well. You can't. They can't do anything when Cook gets taken out of a game. If Cook gets taken out of this game in the first half, let's see if they can see if they go into a hole, or they can produce something and get. I'm telling you, Detroit. Detroit can score. They they average twenty five points yeah. a game. They're fifteenth in pass offense in the league. They could put up numbers. So yeah, I want to see if Cook, if Cook gets taken out of the game, does it just deflate the whole team, or is Cousins going to pick up the pace? Is Cousins going to pick up? He's going to put up make... the team on his back and go. All right, Cook was the captain last week. Right. He did it. I'm going to be the captain this week and do it. But historically, but we don't he, usually can, do can that. Can we do that though? That's can, that's the his, question. And we, I mean. Hundred fifty million dollars. That's think still the question. Can he do that against the Broncos and against the Saints in the playoffs? Yeah, two two games in three years. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would you know, be that, shocked. It it should not be an anomaly. It should you know. It should what, be. I get so jealous watching all these teams with the franchise quarterbacks that you know a Mahomes, a Rodgers, a Brady, or whatever. You know, teams down by six with the, with a minute and a half to go. You, you with a fair amount of confidence, even though you're not a fan of that team, can say, 
Mahomes is going to drive this thing down the field and they're going to win this game. You, you know, Cousins gets the ball back with a minute and a half. We're down by four points. And it's like, well, this was a fun game. On to next week. <laughs> it was close. Interesting. Yeah, we tried. They had the ball. They had the ball. Just a page for everybody. The Tennessee game, they had the last possession and that couldn't get it done. So Right. Yeah. That was the uh, last drive that um, Zimmer called a disaster or catastrophe or whatever the word was mm -hmm. that he used. I would be shocked if the Detroit Lions came out in their first defensive series and had less than nine guys in the box. I'm telling you. I'm well, telling you. After I, I, what I, last week, I'm expecting them to fully load the box. So the Vikings game plan should be right off the bat, play at, make them pay. Yeah, that's it, how it, it, Kirk Cousins comes to the line, he sees a box, full box, it's, it's play action. The first action. play needs to be a play yeah. action and hit Jefferson deep on a fly route or something, mm -hmm. and just seven points right off the bat. You want to loosen up a defense, hit him with a big play. That'll get him off. Yep. Then, then hopefully open up for Cook. So um, I'm anxious to see uh, what's going to happen if Cook does get taken. I mean, not completely taken out of the game, but just slowed down if we can still pick up the pace and move the ball, because historically we haven't been able to do that. Right. So I do too. Now, have you got any other numbers? You're talking, what does their defense look like if, you know, how are they against the run in the, well, you've already said the run, but against the pass if we start doing that. They're, they're worse than we are against the pass. They're 30th in the league. Wow. Oh, wait. How are up? they at pass rushing? I'm sorry. No, no, that was the Vikings were 30th. They're 19th. The Lions are 19th against the pass, and they're 23rd against the rush. Okay. So, they're so a little they about mid-row. Overall, defensively, they're 22nd in the league. So, you can move okay. the ball against them, and teams have up till now. They average, they give up 30 points a week. That's what they're averaging, 29.4 to be exact. But How uh, many sacks have they had? Why I'm asking is because... Everson Griffin is coming yeah. back to face us for the first time. Yeah. Watch him get three sacks or something. That's, what, I, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, he, he's, he's had a sack and a half all season. He'll have three against us, yeah. They have they have ten sacks all season as a team, which is mm -hmm. extremely low. Okay. Because yeah. Everson's going against Riley Reef, and they've been going against each other for years. It's, it, that's going to be an interesting matchup just to focus in on and watch. To mm -hmm. see, because Reef's having his best season, and Everson with yeah. a, only it, a sack and a half, obviously, is not. Right, and it's going to be interesting to see if Everson comes in with a little bit of a chip or if he's, you know, or if he is washed. I mean, maybe he is. I don't know. Well, and he just I got traded there, so he hasn't been with the team very long. Yeah, because he, he wasn't eligible to play last week. I don't think this right. is his first game, isn't it? I think so. They have some problems, uh Injury-wise, the Lions. And Flowers uh, is on IR. No, um, they, don't, they don't have a backup middle linebacker if their linebacker gets hurt. They're starting right. middle well, linebacker. Looking, at, the, looking at, their, uh, at their injury report, Desmond Trufant, cornerback, he's, he was limited today. Daryl Roberts, cornerback, he was limited. Christian Jones, linebacker, was limited. Tracy Walker, they have listed DB. He's did not practice. So, I mean, you got four guys there just on the defense that were at least limited, if not completely out of practice today. Granted, it's Wednesday. I mean, if it's still showing that on Friday, it means a lot more than it does now. But 
The right. Galladay injury is huge. You got Galladay, Galladay yeah. and Matt Stafford. Potentially Stafford. Put on COVID IR list right now because in his proximity to somebody who tested positive. He could be like Dantzler last week where he, they, he clears it Sunday morning. Right, but they, they said he was high-risk close contact. Now, I don't know what that means. If his, Does his wife have it or something or one of his kids maybe? I don't know. It was obvious, you know, obviously somebody that he's spent a lot of time around. But now they said the last time he was in contact with that person, I believe it was like Monday. So... Hmm. I, you know, what that means, maybe something, maybe I mean, nothing, I guess. We, we we literally couldn't know if until game time if we're going to face Stafford or if we're going to face Chase Daniel. If, if you don't, if they don't have Matt Stafford and Galladay, doesn't that severely diminish what they can do offensively? Would, Those are two big names. You would think so. I, I Logically, Brandon, yes, but this is against yeah, we, we lost to Chase Daniel last year. Yeah. I mean, it's hard yeah, to say, the fact that it's you, Chase Daniel doesn't sit well with me. You know how that works. No. One of those stats that comes up in a month. Chase Daniels won two games in his life, both when he came in against Minnesota. I can see that working right. out already. And just historically, for some reason or another, the Vikings have always made backup quarterbacks look like perennial all pros. And we're hurting at corner. Yeah. So, right. but the fact that Galladay won't be out there with Marvin Jones has got to help the corners a lot. I mean, facing yeah. because both those guys are pretty good. Well, and who have we got looking to play corner this week? Me Glad and you, right? Still, well, it's close. Glad, yeah, it's yeah, it's me and Drew. Um, yeah, um, and Gladney, <laughs> who it's a move yeah, to the nickel. Gladney uh, to the nickel. Well, fuck, I'll play some corner. I don't give a shit. Yeah, because right, yeah, right now, Holton Hill is, was a deep, was did not practice. Mark Fields, who had his lung how punctured, long, hey, obviously. How long is Holton Hill going to be out? You got who? When is he coming? I don't is he know. coming back? It's a foot. It's a, it's foot, a foot injury. injury. I don't know. Oh no! Those but then did not practice. Harrison Hand was limited. Not, I mean, so that's basically seven eighths of our yeah secondary right there. You have uh, if Dantzler passes concussion protocol, he could play, He'll and then play. you have Chris Boyd who we thought had the knee injury, but it supposedly turns out to be what I read today, a cramp. Um, he's good. He wasn't on the injury report. Yeah. So, you know, so I mean, we, we, we've literally got three, cor- potentially three cornerbacks right now. So if geez, yeah, we lose anybody. Yeah. And we know I mean, Anthony Harris can play nickel because he did at the end of the Packers game. Right. Now, do we have any any more cornerbacks down on the practice squad that we could bring up for the game? I guess I don't even know. I know I saw today they had somebody coming in, oh, but he yeah, was that, coming that, in today. That guy that we the guy that we claimed off of waivers last week, he had right. to go through the protocols and stuff, so he wasn't ready for the Green Bay game, but he should be ready for this game. Mm-hmm. The guy from Baloney Tech, it was Clemson, I think. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it I, was, I didn't recognize the name. Oh, I didn't man. recognize the name either, but it was it was a big school. It's we have to work that, some magic. You have to work some magic at that secondary again. Yes, and that's got to be done. Zimmer did a great job last win. weekend, but he's got to continue it if we hope to win other than going into shootouts and outscoring everybody. I mean, we 
granted it worked last week, but we can't rely on Kendricks covering Devonte Adams every week either. You know, that kind of, <sighs> which Eric, Eric Kendricks I, I can't, has got what, to be the best what, linebacker what, in the league. What Kendricks is the best player on our defense. There's not even a question about that. Well, he's got to be the best coming? linebacker in the league. What about right, some of those right, coverages right down there. by the goal line? Those coverages down by the goal line against the Packers. I mean, that looked too easy. Somebody missing assignment there or something? <laughs> ah, we're out. We're past that game. Yep. Detroit, running back. On to Detroit. They're going to go to the committee. DeAndre Swift, the Swift cat from Georgia that we all did draft write-ups on. Uh-huh. He's an amazing running back. And our old friend, AP. Adrian, Still baby. That's going to be the I, – I think it's going to be the even carries for both, back and forth. Maybe one guy that – if he's looking a little better, he'll get a few more carries. But it's probably going to be the committee run this week. Uh-huh. They had another also, guy, but I think he got hurt. So that's yeah, the run. Run. Carryon Johnson's been out, and that's the name I was thinking they... of. Their run game is poor, though, you guys. Very, very, very poor. Their run, they their are... run game has been poor for ever since Barry Sanders left. Twenty I mean... ninth in the NFL, they don't even hit the hundred mark. They're at ninety seven yards a game. So okay, uh, that's. Well, that, yeah. I mean, I think that last carry on Johnson had a hundred yard rushing game last year. And that's the only one I think they've had in like five years. Ooh. Yeah. The Vikings. It's, it's, uh, it's some ungodly number like that. I, I don't remember the, the number of games, but I know, I remember watching it when it happened. I forget who they were playing, but they made the big deal about it. That was the first hundred yard rushing game for a Detroit lions running back in forever. A long time. Yeah. That'll certainly be the game plan, which we had last week in Lambeau. It seemed like it seemed like Green Bay abandoned that run a little bit early, which I was fine with. But it seemed like the Vikings were pretty successful in shutting that run down. A lot more successful than they were week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Shut now down the Lions run, make a beat you by the pass, which is probably yeah. the strategy every week, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, realistically, with it, you know, it's even especially if Stafford's playing. You know, they want to beat people with the pass. You know, they're not a running team. They're a passing team. You know, and, and it's <clears throat> our old buddy Daryl Bevels, the offensive coordinator over there. So, But, Rhino, the problem will be presented. If the Lions start having success running it, the Vikings are in big-ass trouble. Yep. Because they can move the ball through the air, the Lions. Right. So they're expecting to move the ball through the air. If they get the luxury of picking up first downs in seven yards at a pop running the ball, the Vikings won't win this game, I don't think. Yeah. Unless the and offense matches and exceeds on scoring drives. Yeah. And that right. may be and our I mean, key to victory if we're going to win more games this season. The offense right. I mean, Adrian, Adrian Peterson has his AARP card now, but he, I mean, he can, if he can get out in the open field, he can still move, you know, which oh, is surprising because he, he's what, 34 now, 35? He's still, he's still productive as a running back. The guy's amazing. Yep. You know, he's not what he once was, but he's still pretty good. Cousins. It's going to be interesting how this thing unfolds because Cousins has never lost to Detroit. So he's kind of owned them. He's had some great, great games against them. But uh, I'm more worried about the defensive side of the ball, giving up quick scores. And like I said, not being able to shut their run down. Man, that's going to be irritating if we can't because I don't, I don't, I don't want to hang it on Kirk Cousins to have to win a game. I mean, I want, but there's no way I don't think the Lions just let, Cook run through these gaping fucking holes again. Like Green Bay was like, nah, that was ridiculous. 
don't but, think yeah, and, and, that, and that's just yeah, like what we talked earlier. Part of those gaping holes were because our offensive line played the best they well, played. That's true. In eight years. Yeah. No, that's true. That the, the the I don't want to take anything away from the line. I'm just saying I, I I think Detroit's strategy has to be that if Cook runs wild like that, they're not going to beat us. So they got right. to. I mean, if you're a defensive coordinator, wouldn't you rather have Cousins beat you? Oh, you yes. have to put it in his right. lap. My question is, it. are they going to come out? The Vikings are 0-3 at home this year, which is pathetic. Last weekend, they came out with some fire in their belly. The previous home games, they've come out flat, absolutely yeah. flat. Are they going to, because we're back home this time, obviously up at Lambeau Field, they're all pumped up and ready to go. But now that they're back home, are they going to come out flat again, or are they going to take that win from Sunday and use that as momentum and come out, you know, full of piss, it's, it's, piss and vinegar? It's going to be one way or the other. Either we're going to, you know, be thinking about, oh, yeah, we did so well last week, and we're just going to come out and think we're going to roll Detroit, and we're going to get our asses handed to us, or they do build off of, you know, I know it's kind of a cop-out answer to saying it's either going to be one or the other, but you never know what you're going to get with this team, especially this year. You know, when we – the last time, you know, we, we played that game against Seattle, you know, and we had it down to the game one, down to 30 seconds to go in the freaking game, you know, played the best we'd played all year. And then the following week we turned around and we got steamrolled by the winless Atlanta Falcons. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. – it's hard to say. I mean, I want to say that we're going to come out, you know, when we were looking at the schedule, you know, a couple of weeks ago saying where we could find a win, you know, the rest of the season. Detroit was one of those that we sh we figured we would at least be able to split. Speaking so, of the schedule, let's look at that real quick. So far, we have two wins. We have Detroit coming up this week, which... If all goes well, will be our third win. That is one hell of a graphic. Look at that. Look at all the work put into that fucking thing. I love it. Oh. Color color coordinated with the teams and shit. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, Dave is Dave, a top rate producer. Dave, you put an extra time on this. That's why you get paid more big bucks <laughs> than we do. <laughs> um, uh, that's a good question. What kind of what Vikings are we gonna see? I I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer, but I could see them coming out and just having a total letdown and falling behind 14 mm -hmm. to nothing. And all of us on the thread going, what happened to that team I saw last week? I can easily see that. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, you know, um, I did a show it's last night before. and they, they pressed that I did a prediction. And I said, I don't do predictions. And they pressed and pressed and pressed. I said, they should win, right? Everything points to that. But I don't do it because every time I say that, they don't. So, to be to be fair, the prediction I made, I had the Vikings score right because I said the Packers are going to beat us like forty four to twenty eight. So, <laughs> you, you divide the Packers score by in half, you get the twenty two, and I had the twenty eight right. So, I'm going to count that as a moral victory. Okay, I'm a jump right now. That's some good prognostication, if that's the right word. But what do you think? Are they going to come out flat, or are they have they turned the corner? 
with the attitude and how they're playing, both offensively and defensively, did they turn that corner last week? Do fans, can fans look for a little bit of optimism? Are we discussing draft picks again? I still don't see this this as more than a five to six win team, honestly. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they finally did get their crap together this last week and it's they, they could go on a run, you know, win for the next six or whatever it is. I mean, the schedule is a little more favorable. I mean, you got Detroit, which we, you know, I'm not going to say the word, but um, but next week we got Chicago on a Monday night. That doesn't bode well for us. <laughs> we haven't, you know, we haven't beat Nagy yet. Is it is it at Chicago? It's at Chicago, isn't it? It's at Chicago, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So outside on grass at night, prime time. Monday, Monday night. Is, uh, yeah. The Vikings, up to this point in the season, kind of looking, not looking at last week, have played such piss poor football at times. It's hard for me to say anything has turned any corner. Right. To be honest, I mean, I need to see more. I need to see more of. I mean, the offensive line might, that would probably be the area where you might say, that wasn't a fluke last week. You know what? The team from Wisconsin totally took us lightly. They came out, their body language was, we're going to have a looking forward, on the bike. They, they were looking Thursday ahead night. to San Francisco tomorrow yeah. night, yeah. And the Lions don't have anybody to look forward to. They're going to come out, no. you know, they're, they're going to come out and fight you from the beginning, I guess. And, and they don't have that. I think they took us lightly and we rolled them uh, in Lambeau. And I think that was to our advantage. But look at look at yeah, all Detroit of the games the Vikings have had this year. They they could the Vikings could. I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm I'm not. There's no turning the corner yet for me. I've just seen too many problems with this team. To regardless of the five and one team we just beat beating them on the road doesn't necessarily say turning a corner. But you know what? If they if they get together and they win a couple more, which would be a three game winning streak. Revisit my. Revisit, my revisit that. Mark it on the tape. Yeah, I'll revisit it. Now, I'm not saying say they're a playoff team. I'm still saying not saying they're a playoff right. team. But if they win, if they win these next two division games, and I think it's on a Monday night, the Bears game. Yeah, Monday if night. They beat the Lions Chicago. and the Bears. You know, at least it tells me they're not quitting and they're trying to figure something out. Right. And yeah. if I want to see the offensive line continue to do what it did last week, because if it does that. That's going to help out a lot. Now, now the key there though is okay. Cousins only dropped back to pass fourteen times, right? You know, so there, right. there was limited opportunity for a rut. You know, the defense to get a rush on him. So now, if say Detroit is able to stop Cook, and Cousins has to drop back 25, 30 times, you know, is uh, the line going to play up to that same level that they played last week? That's that's and we'll the big find question. Out. Right? But I'm hoping that's right. a confidence builder oh, I, across yeah, I don't, the board. I don't argue that at all. Um, but it's something that, that bears watching. Yeah, it bears watching, especially over those next three games. Yes. Right. Are they next improving? Week with Khalil Mack and all those guys over there. I mean, that's That'll be, be the, the test. big test. Mm-hmm. It will. But first, defeat the kitties. Yeah, and uh, – they they could certainly win this game. It just depends on, you know, when you always when, how many times we talked have pregame shows before the Lions games. We always say the same thing. It'll be close. Stafford will make a bonehead interception. 
We'll kick a field goal. Whoever makes the big, dumbest plays in this game usually loses between the Vikings and Lions. Mm-hmm. And I'm expecting it probably high scoring. Not to say – I expect a, a close nip-tuck game, but maybe high scoring where it's just trading touchdowns back and forth. But these two teams, it usually always comes down to a couple really bad, stupid plays. It does. Yeah. So I don't think it's like going to be running out of the back of the end zone. The end zone. I would just think, I would just Jared say Allen chasing you. Was that Dan Orlovsky? Is that, that the great, yeah. the great Dan Orlovsky? I nope. mean, you got yep. that. That play ranks right up there with the butt, almost like with the butt fumble and stuff that uh, Sanchez did in New York. Yep. But... They, they should. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out with the run game of Detroit. Like I said, that's the only thing I really worry about is if Detroit starts getting any continuity with their run game and start controlling the ball and using their pass off their run. I think the Vikings are in serious, serious trouble if that happens. Yeah. Uh, which is probably the same for the Lions. If they don't control Cook, it falls a lot in our it, favor. Yeah. So the, the, right. the two run games for me will be probably key to the whole the whole thing, pretty much. So all right, with that. Any last words, Rhino? Um, I mean, you know, I'm I'm interested to see how the team comes out here. You know, how, I mean, we've seen how they've handled complete and utter failure so far this year. <laughs> now let's they've see how they can handle a little bit of success. Uh-huh. You know, do they do they come out sharp? You know, like we're talking. You know, if Detroit loads the box the first play of the game, you know, is Kubiak going to have the cojones to? call a play action and blow it down the field to uh, Jefferson and, you know, open the game up right away to where Detroit's saying, oh, crap, we can't do this because Cousins is on his game today or, you know, they're going to kill us over the top if we keep stacking the box. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff there that Bears watching. I want to see how the O-line does for the next week in a row. Like I said, they, you know, they played a great game last week. Let's hope they can keep it up. You know, and I think when it boils down to it, you know, if Stafford plays, I think it's going to be a little bit higher scoring game. If it's Daniel, it's probably be a little lower scoring. It's going to be a close game either way. I'm mean, at the end, 30-24 Vikes, I'm going to go. Drew, any last words? Yeah, yeah, Viking. Yeah. I'm not going to make a, a score prediction <laughs> on this one, even though I think the Vikings eke out a win with a field goal at the end. Um, I think it's going to be that close. Dan Bailey. Uh, I, will, I want to ask you guys something, though. With with Kenny Galladay being out, and that leaves him with Marvin Harrison on one side, can either of Marvin you guys Jones. name the three backups for, for the Lions, their wide receiver, too? Come on now. I know you got one. I have no idea. All I know is Galladay's on my fantasy team, and I've got to swap <laughs> it out yeah. this week. Well, here I got Hawkinson. Rhino. He's limited practice too. Oh, one of them is a former Packer receiver. Yes, I Geronimo Allison. Geronimo Allison, yeah. Spiro Agnew, and, think, yeah. and Mar and Marvin Hall. Those are the three guys. Those neither of those guys are Galladay, or they're the talent so, level of Galladay. Oh, so. Spiro Agnew and uh, Geronimo. Geronimo, gotcha. right? So I think the Vikings. That's. Not going up against Galladay is huge in this game. I think it's really, really huge. So, I think the Vikings, the Vikings got to get Stafford. Yep. If they want to win their season, all these games are playoff games. If they yes. want to win their yeah. season, they're I'm not at that saying point. playoff. 
We'll see They're at they that got. point. They got to win. I think we're doing two takes for a whole show. We did pretty well. I think so, yeah. too. And with that, everybody, we'll see you Saturday morning. And, of course, 15 minutes after the game for Good Morning Gallahorn in the Raw. Are you going to be drunk on In the Raw? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> why not? I, it's Sunday. Football. Does the day, yeah. does the day end and why? Yeah. It's, why not? Rhino, next time Dave forgets to hit the record button, I want you to get a square point <laughs> shovel and I want you to hit him right in the face with it. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, it's always, good. always good talking to you guys. Yeah. Everybody, have a great weekend and let's go against the kiddies. Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody. <laughs>